Welcome back, everyone, to the Freedom Announcer podcast, where I ask a lot of questions and may not come out with as many answers. Um, I've got my friend Kurt here today. Kurt, welcome. Thanks. This is fun. It's so fun to have you, uh, especially for today's uh, question that I have that has been rolling around my head for a long, long time. Um, And I'm going to ask the question, but then unpack it a bit. So why do we believe that there is a junior Holy Spirit? And if you heard that and you're like, I don't believe that. Well, so unpacked, it's, I think that we look at the spiritual life or salvation experience of kids way differently than we do that of adults. Um, A kid has something that they want to say or an idea to share about God or the questions that they have, and we look down on it. But adults, they have an idea or a question, and in my experience, we sort of elevate that. So, Kurt, when, when you think about that, why is it that we look down on kids' spiritual life but we elevate an adult's spiritual life. Yeah, so that's interesting to think about. Um, and I don't know why we do it. I have some thoughts on why we shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I'm curious, why do you think we do that? Well, I, yeah, I have the same question again. <laughs> of, of I, I don't know why we do it. I, I feel like, Maybe it's because, well, you don't have all of the experiences yet. Mm. You, don't, uh, you don't need to ask that question. Mm. Um, if you, maybe you just re- need to read the Bible more, mm. and then um, I'll, I'll see you as equal. Because mm. I, I think a lot of times, like, you know, in a work job, who are you going to look to first or, or take or uh, respect more based on their knowledge, someone who's been 20 years on the job or a newbie, a rookie. You're probably going to look to the 20-year person on the job. But I feel like, I I don't know why we do it, but when we look down on kids, I feel like we're dividing and saying, adults, you have the real Holy Spirit, and kids... It's not as real. So we're going to call it a junior Holy Spirit. That hmm. terminology I've never used with right. kids or, or adults, but just for unpacking it a bit. I don't know why we do it. So that's – I like your example of like in a workplace, you've had somebody who's worked there 20 years or whatever, and then you have a newbie. And who's going to ask the better question that's probably going to change the industry? Mm, yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be the new person coming in. It's hmm. not – and so I think that's a powerful thing with kids is like as adults, we're all pretty set in our ways. We understand the Bible one way. How often do you really read something that changes your whole perspective on God? Or, yeah. Whereas kids are like soaking up information about their world. They're always asking questions. They're really open to new ideas. Yeah. And so they come up with the best questions for sure. Like if you did a men's Bible study and you opened it up for questions on John chapter three or whatever, or you did yeah. a like second and third grade class, you open up for questions on John chapter three, you'd get way more interesting questions from your second and third graders, I yeah. almost bet. Yeah. 
I like one question, for instance, this happened once with a fourth grader that I was teaching. He was talking, we were talking about Jesus ascending, going into heaven. And he raised his hand and he said, well, so the Bible says that Jesus is going to come back how he came, uh, how he left, right? Mm -hmm. I said, yes. And so his question, his mind is turning, his wheels are turning. He goes, if he left going up, (laughs) how can he return going up that doesn't make sense so the the way their minds work i i love what you pointed out fresh perspective fresh um fresh ideas and they're going to ask the questions that are in their mind that are just on the tip of their tongue Hmm. but adults so many times we we uh hold it back we we close the door maybe because we don't think that way or don't want to be embarrassed yeah. by not knowing the answer. Yeah. Even. Yeah, that's a good point. One is being set in your ways, but then also not wanting to look dumb. Like as adults, we're supposed to have all the answers. Yeah. But kids have that freedom that they don't. They're not supposed to know all the answers yet, so they can seek the answers. Yeah. Really openly, and I love that about kids. Um, kind. Of, I, mean, I guess similarly, it's just being curious. Like adults, I think a lot of us, mm. have, we're so busy with work or raising our own kids or what, you know, the ministries we serve in that as far as we're just tired, you know, and, yeah. and it seems like it saps our curiosity about a lot of things. And yeah. you, you read something, it's like, oh yeah, I know. Um, hey, I've heard that. I don't really have the energy to delve deeper into that. Whereas kids are like, whoa, like the thing you're just talking about, wait, Jesus ascended? What, what do you mean? Like, what did the disciples think about that? Yeah. And, uh, uh, I I mean, I love in that Acts passage where it says the two men dressed in white appeared next to the disciples and they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking up into the skies? Like the disciples were dumbstruck. Yeah. And you can see kids like with that same look on their face when they hear that Jesus just took off and disappeared into heaven. Yeah. Whereas how many adults are kind of like, oh yeah, of course, you know. Yeah. It's just another story. Yeah. Right now. And I'll take it at face value. Yeah. But, okay, so we don't know why we look down on kids. (laughs) Apparently not. Salvation (laughs) or spiritual life. But why why should we not look down on them? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think uh, kind of for those things we've been talking about, like the kids are way riper for spiritual growth than adults are. Yeah. And, like, I think when we kind of tell them non-verbally – well, wait till you're older. You'll, you know, mm-hmm. then you can practice these spiritual disciplines, or you know, that's not really for kids, or yeah. you know, or to really, oh, you really want to study the Bible every day. Well, well, why don't you just read one little section on your kid's Bible? Um, you know, yeah, go out and play or whatever. You know, it's like you kind of. I feel like we're really um, under appreciating the spiritual growth that kids can have and. Like as adults, we're pretty much done growing or changing. We, we change very slowly, but kids, like every year of their life, are huge changes. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so if we let them grow, spirit, we say, okay, man, you're gonna you're gonna learn so much in school this year about math and science and English and history. And by the end of this year, you could be six inches taller and yeah. way more coordinated. How about spiritually? You know, at the end of this year, you could know God 
I mean, you could get to know God better every single day this year. And by the end of the year, you wouldn't even believe the relationship you'll have with God. And kids will be like, oh, great, because, yeah, everything's changing in my life. Well, yeah. sure. Why shouldn't my relationship with God improve every single day? Um, and so I just I, I love that about kids. And I think then adults like we I've been taught everything I need to learn. Mm hmm. And I, I've done, like, my brain's full of information and then also useless information at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so, but I, I want it to, I want it, I want to have the perspective of a child. Like, they're going to school hmm. and learning new things every day, growing six inches in a year. Take that spiritually. Hmm. And what have I done in the last year how have i grown spiritually and i think like regrettably most of the times kids grow more spiritually than we do as adults hmm. and i'm thinking of like the 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 feeding of the 5000 right hmm. and jesus asked the disciples do you have any bread <laughs> or something right and then this boy brings his lunch like in, in in an adult thinking that oh that's sweet <laughs> you're gonna give your snack for this enormous crowd of people that's that's really sweet <laughs> but Jesus looks at that and he's like I'm gonna use this and I'm gonna show you guys what faith does mm. and I love I absolutely love that Jesus used a kid's lunch. In, in that miracle of the day to feed that ginormous crowd. And I wonder what the disciples were thinking, like, oh, well, we I guess we were working with Jesus. Our faith is not that great. <laughs> Maybe we should be like more like a kid. Hmm. So I think there's so many opportunities in the Bible that I read where it's telling us don't look down on kids. Don't do it because they're going. They can teach you more than than you can than you understand than you than you know. Yeah, Jesus is an awesome example. Have you seen the Chosen series? No. Okay. So, have you heard of the Chosen yeah, series? Yeah, I have. Okay. I have. All right. Yeah. So, I think it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. You can watch them all free on YouTube or in their app. Okay. Or all of season one, but there's one episode where the whole episode is basically just Jesus hanging out with some kids who happened to come across his little campsite that he'd set up yeah. before he started, I think it was before he started his public ministry. And he, it's been like, he says, well, if you're going to hang out, you got to help me because I'm making stuff. He's like doing work. And so these yeah. this group of kids are hanging out with him and he starts teaching them the Bible while they work. And it's really cool. Like he, And I, the writers of The Chosen would have to figure out like, okay, what is Jesus going to teach about spiritual life to these kids mm. and like thinking of like as a writer like oh yeah that would be interesting what would I pick and so but basically they just took like some of the main sermons that Jesus was going to preach later to adults huh. and he taught them to these kids yeah. and it was almost like as I got the the feeling it was like not like Jesus was practicing because obviously Jesus is going to do it perfect the first time yeah. but it was like just like oh uh, here's some kids I'm going to preach the word what, what do I want to share with people well Sure, these are these kids are people. Um, I'll share it with them, and then later yeah. when he's got a crowd of adults standing around, he shares the same exact truth. So I just love that. Um, 
that Jesus didn't dumb anything down for kids. Yeah. And then um, it makes me think of, can I mention my spines curriculum? Yeah. <laughs> so in our spines curriculum, I wanted to teach a systematic theology right. for kids because if you could go to pastor school to get your MDiv or whatever, you get to take a systematic theology class, which just means you take all, a teacher took all the truths in the Bible and organized them so they could teach them to you in an organized manner, just like yeah. a high school teacher would teach biology to their kids. They'd organize it into different groupings and then teach it. So that's what systematic theology does. And so we were making the systematic theology for kids because a lot of the curriculums out there, I thought, dumbed it down for kids yeah. or just taught kids how to be good and follow the rules. Yeah, moral but, values. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like exactly what you'd see on Disney Channel. Like, uh, I, And I remember I got fed up when one, our lesson <laughs> one Sunday was be nice to the new kid at school. That was like the main point. Oh. But, and then it didn't. I didn't feel like it gave anything beyond what the Disney Channel would give. Like what's, mm. what about God should make you treat this new kid differently than all your friends are, even yeah. if you're going to be ridiculed for it or whatever? Or what yeah. about this spiritual life and God's plan for you so anyway and then and so we put all the we put this theology into science and I just got this email from this mom that said I'm so glad you taught our kids about the difference between justification and sanctification and oh, glorification yeah. she said I just learned that a couple years ago and it was life-changing for me yeah and I started teaching this curriculum and there it is so I just think that's the thing we need to think about like oh if it's important to us and it helps us grow, or it helps mm -hmm. us love God more, or it helps us um, hold on to the hope we have during hard times, Yeah. then kids need to know it too. Right. And I know you agree. I've loved doing sports camp with you every year. And I don't know if you remember, but the year before we first hired sports camp, I came to listen to you teach the Bible lesson. Oh, yeah. And that was basically why. I was like, what? Are they teaching kids the Bible and theology and the why, or are they just telling yeah. them to be good kids and you know obey your parents or whatever? And yeah. I was super impressed. I, even <laughs> I don't even remember it what it was, but I remember going home going, oh man, we are switching to sports camp. Yeah, Louis is that... teaching, teaching the kids <laughs> theology. So that's so fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking of like my my daughter. She's eight years old, mm -hmm. right? And and. I remember a number of times talking about something that I think is way over her head. Mm. And she asked me, she's like, Daddy, what are you talking about? I said, and sometimes I'll say, I want to tell you, but I don't know how to tell it, tell you in kid terms. Mm. And she says, just tell it to me normal, <laughs> like in adult words. Yes. I said, okay. I shared it. I said, do you understand what I said? Yeah. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? I think so many times we try to dumb Christianity, spiritual life down so much when kids understand. I mean, certain words we'll have to explain and define, but they get it. And I love that um, Jesus looks at kids so special. Uh, one of the one of the verses I always read before um, uh, sharing the gospel with kids to, to a group of people um, is, I think it's Matthew eighteen ten. It says, see, Jesus says, see that you do not look down on these little ones because their angels hmm. are always before the face of my father in heaven. Hmm. And I, I share that verse for any of the 
the people in the group that may think, are we really sharing this life-changing experience with kids? Mm. Like, are they going to understand? And I share that because I want to tell them, like, these kids are so important to, mm. to God that the angels that watch over them are right next to God. Mm. And that hits me every single time. So when kids do have their questions or I, I never want to shy a kid away from asking a question um, simply because maybe I don't know the answer or uh, I, I think it's too complex of an idea to share with them. Let's share the ideas with them. Let's share the answers. Invite their questions. I think we're going to learn a lot more from kids when we do that. Mm. Um, I hope we do. Yeah. That's what I want to do. That's so good. I love don't, yeah, don't dumb it down for kids or don't take out the part you think they can't learn because I think we take out the most interesting, exciting parts. Yeah. And then they're left with the rules, you know, yeah. or the, and it's like, okay. No wonder some kids think Christianity is boring because we're not telling them all the life-changing, mind-blowing, hard, quote, unquote, hard-to-understand things about God's grace and yeah. our sinfulness. And Another thing that I think, I mean, it's like, so we talked about kids are very open to growing and change. They can understand, like what you just said. They're curious about their world and kind of the thing that makes it a quadruple threat is that they don't forget either. Like, mm. man, their memory is so good. Like like we were just talking about, I think before the podcast, but the, some things we've taught kids and like years yeah. later they come back and they remember it. And you're like, wow, I barely even remember when I, and I spent a lot of time on the, on each lesson each week. Yeah. And, and so kids are super open to learn. And once they learn something about God's truth, it's, it's with them forever. So, so what would be, what would be like a, a word of advice, you think, to an adult, uh, one of the adults that's listening to this podcast? <laughs> um, what would be the advice to, instead of shooing a kid's curiosity away, accepting it, uh, welcoming it, what would be the advice of how can we be like a kid? Hmm. How can we have the questions and have that curiosity in our spiritual life, in our relationship with God. Somebody's listening to this and they're like, yes, I want to be like a kid. Yeah. What would be your advice? Um, that's an excellent question. A couple things pop into my, my mind. And one is just asking why. So like, you know, mm. kids are always asking why. Yeah. And it's a great question. Like, like we talked about before, kids should obey their parents. We know that's in the Bible. Why? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh. Uh, and as an adult, you're kind of taken back. Like, well, uh, because I've always known. I mean, yep. that's what the Bible says, right? And you go, okay, well, actually, so we're supposed to live in God's kingdom. And God's kingdom, he's, he's given us teachers to help us grow. One of those teachers is your parents. And... So if you want to get to know God better and how to live in his kingdom, you should let your parents teach you. That involves you obeying them, trying their ideas. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just as I read through the Bible, if I, I'm just going to read something, it's like super, I've heard this a thousand times. But then if I stop at the end of the verse and go, why? 
then mm. it really makes you go, oh, then you stop. And so I think that's one way to kind of ignite the curiosity. Yeah. Um, and then it, uh, my second thought is just find somebody who is really curious. And I, my wife, Ruth, yeah, she thinks of, I swear, I've told her this a hundred times, the best Bible questions. Mm. Yeah. And like, it's almost, they're too good. Like, so like, I just, we're like reading the Bible together and then she'll stop and ask a question. And they're so hard that I'll get frustrated. <laughs> I'm like, honey, can we just keep reading? Like, oh gosh, this is, yeah. but, but she is so good at like really thinking beyond just the rote, oh, I've read this before, I know this, really yeah. thinking the, those questions. So yeah, ask yourself why or find somebody else who's got a really good sense of curiosity yeah. and study the Bible with them. Yeah, or kids could be that person for you. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast because... I always ask questions. I remember being shooed away from those questions when I was little. And I love mm. asking questions because I feel that in the asking of questions, you grow more, you mm. learn more, and in, in our spiritual walk, you find freedom. Mm. In, if, you, if you were able to ask all the questions knowing that, no matter what, you're going to be accepted, whether you get an answer or not. Hmm. That is so freeing, I think, in our spiritual life. Hmm. So the the question why, I think that's huge. And I think that is like the, the epitome of this podcast. Hmm. Like, why? Jesus loves you and died for you. Hmm. Why? Uh, and he rose again. Why? Asking questions is huge to our spiritual walk, I think. So let's be like kids, ask why, um, and and get to know Jesus more because we're asking questions. 